재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, it's time for our final segment of the entire week news digest. Let's get some analysis on some of the major headlines around this country. And joining us once again, very lucky to have this evening, our friend from Asan Institute for Policy Studies Research Fellow, Dr. Kim Ji-yoon. Dr. Kim, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, Henry. Well, we took uh, a lot of coverage uh, earlier and a large part of our program on the uh, nuclear test. We might talk about that a little bit briefly here, but some of the other major issues uh, making news, mm-hmm. uh, the sort court yesterday uh, sentencing and I've been t- terming him a uh, political heavyweight but Hong Junpyo who's currently the uh, governor of South Gyeongsang province he's received an 18 month jail term uh, for receiving 100 million won from Song Wanjong this was the uh, chairman of a, a construction firm back in mm-hmm. 2011 um, committed suicide very famous for this so-called list that implicate a lot of uh, politicians in this kind of scheme so just looking at it th- thoroughly um as far as the pro- uh, the the ruling here uh, what did you see well he got the money that's probably why he joined <laughs> that, that verdict um so that's the point that the critical part was uh, mr song ordered mr yoon uh, mr yoon sung mo who is a vice chairman of Gyeongnam corporation uh, to hand over the money to Mr. Hong Junpyo. Um, and then it is eventually used as a legal political money. Well, before Mr. Song died, he said repeatedly and consistently that uh, he gave the money to Mr. Hong, but Mr. Hong, of course, denied that, refused to, uh, that he had taken money. And then, and also said, well, maybe it's Mr. Yoon who took the money in the middle of the process. But the thing is, well, there's, uh, in order for the statement uh, made by Mr. Song to be taken as a uh, legal evidence, that, that person should be under the oath and mm-hmm. in the court and state that that I gave the money and blah blah blah. That's, but it, and as we all know, Mr. Song already you know died. Uh, but I think the judges uh, actually decide uh, decide that well, the, having the all the, the evidences covered, like the uh, recorded conversation with the press and everything, and Mr. Yoon and who testified, uh, they decide that it is it can be used as a, a solid evidence that Mr. Hong actually received the money. Yeah, and by far the highest profile guy to be implicated in this so far. Uh, mm-hmm. We keep talking about him as a politician. He was a former chairman of the uh, the Grand National Party. Mm-hmm. He was former floor leader, longtime politician. Um, I, 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 maybe you're not old enough to remember, I'm but old of enough. course, I, I always, am old I, enough. <laughs> I always consider him the Morishige guy. That right. really famous miniseries. Of course, he was a famed prosecutor, mm-hmm. bringing down a lot of high profile uh, criminals. Um, he's a guy that's been wanting to perhaps run for president eventually mm-hmm. build up his um career and again mm-hmm. he has that compelling personal story right coming up from the tough child right. that's becoming one of the top prosecutors and then politicians do you think this effectively puts an end to any of those political ambitions of course i mean he better worry <laughs> about not to lose his governorship right now okay um well he's arguing that there's a you know sort of a conspiracy to prevent him from running for the presidential election next year because he was actually saying that, well, there's uh, people who support Pan Ki-moon and they wanted to, you know, put my uh, political career to an end. <laughs> uh, but at this time, as I said, uh, he needs to worry about his own governance right now. I mean, there should be some ways that the people of Gyeongnam can do to repeal his governorship. I mean, there there's, can be an initiative to, uh, to make him step down. Uh, I'm not really sure if Kyungnam people will do it, but that is a possible uh, possibility. But of course, he's saying that while well, he's going to retain the governorship job and he's going to um, take uh, and work as in the, as business usual. 
but I don't know. I mean, even if he uh, he said that he is going to appeal to a higher court, but even if he appeals and wins the case, uh, he doesn't have enough of time yeah. to jump into the race. So it's just. Uh, theoretically, his um, political ambition to run a presidency, I think, is just finished. And if you look at the age now and looking maybe four or five years, it's probably a difficult thing to think about now as far as the long term as well. Yeah, but who knows? Trump yeah. is running. <laughs> yeah, and as we say, uh, there's yeah. a second can be an eternity in politics and things can change on a dime. Um, we're jumping around to various different uh, political issues here. Dr. Kim, uh, big presidential elections next year, as we know. Uh, this is a story that almost feels a little old now because yeah. it happened <laughs> on Saturday, but Chunye was elected chairwoman of the uh, Minju Party. She's uh, bro- breaking a lot of barriers here, the first woman uh, from and, and this is ironic because of Lee Jung-hyun and his, I suppose, chairmanship of the Tenority Party being from right. Honam, but he is, she is the first uh, woman from the Gyeongsang region right. to head the opposition party. Um, give us what your thoughts on the leadership election, her success on that, and what are some of the major challenges that uh, Chumye faces? So we have a TK leader for the opposition party, right? <laughs> so um, she actually won a, um, predominantly like with uh, 54% of the support and of course, behind the support, there was a mainstream guys like in the pro moon and pro no faction. They, um, just, uh, you know, heavily supported her, and it also shows that how strong the the faction, uh, the pro no and pro moon faction is in within the MPK. Well. But what she needs to do right now is probably the mend and the forge the factional collide, and the, the her leader group uh, probably has to have a challenges because that group now has to come up with a primary rule for the presidential election and how to elect their own candidates. And there's a lot of people, a lot of in the presidential hopefuls from the non-pro, uh, no and pro moon faction, and who are ready to challenge Mr. Moon Jae-in. And how can she uh, be partial, uh, impartial and fair when they are mm. making up the rules? And if Moon Jae-in, Mr. Moon Jae-in wins the candidacy, and there should be a lot of resistance and protest from the, those non-pro Moon and non-pro no candidates that because the leader sure. was impartial. And as you say, it just kind of shows the strength of this coalition now. Mm-hmm. Because of that breakup, now the People's Party kind of took away a lot of the uh, non Pro, or mm-hmm. I guess the anti no anti moon faction people here, Chumie winning this, but the other person, Kim Sang-won, was actually another yeah. pro moon, pro no person, really showing that that, uh, that that faction really holds power. But one of the non, I suppose, pro moon uh, major opposition mm-hmm. figures, uh, Sonakyu, uh, he's now not really affiliated with anybody right now, but he's being courted. He's been away from politics, but he's now being courted by various uh, mm-hmm. groups uh, among the opposition as far as this lead up to the. The, uh, presidential election. Uh, Sonakyu, for people in the opposition side or on the progressive side, I've always had a little bit of skepticism towards <laughs> him. Uh, yeah, he's, you can say he's a moderate, but he's yeah. kind of jumped around. He's sort of like a more gentler version of Yin Jae, I suppose, in yeah. modern times. <laughs> uh, just what, what do you make of this whole Sonakyu phenomenon? Well, first of all, he finally came out of the cave. <laughs> and, well, there is some reason that if you're looking at uh, the background of his, him and his, his political career, I mean, he first started his political career as a follower of uh, our late president, Kim Young-sam. And when Mr. Kim, uh, President Kim Young-sam merged his party with uh, to create the mega party, like in the Democratic uh, Liberty Party in 1990, uh, Sonokyu followed Mr. Uh, Kim Young-sam. And 
we all know the president of Moon didn't follow the, the president yes. Kim Jong Sam, so and they kind of diverged in that way. Uh, he's very well educated, Oxford uh, trained mm-hmm. PhD in political science, and he was also the um, governor of Gyeonggi Province. And he was a very uh, promising politician and ran in the pre- uh, primary election for the president's 2007 presidential election against Mr. Im Young Bak and our president Park Geun-hye. And that time, it was very much a two-way race between President Im Young Bak and President Park Geun-hye. And Son Ak-kyu was rather felt on, you know, kind of left behind and thought that the race was impartial and unfair. Uh, so he. You know, express his uh, dissatisfaction and disappointment, and mis- I know our president Im Young Bak said, "Well, you know, if you go out of the party, there's only Siberia ahead of you," <laughs> and that is a really famous phrase. And then, and finally, Mr. Son Akio decided to leave the party, and it's really funny because at the press conference he said, "So the the press asking him, so what are you going to do?" And then Mr. Son said, "Well, I'm going to Siberia." So. That's probably why he actually decided to remain in the MPK, not going to the People's Party. Even though the People's Party really uh, uh, put an effort uh, to recruit him for his uh, their party, because it must have been too much a burden for him to leave the MPK and go to People's Party, because he's going to big stigma. There's the the E&J phenomenon, right? Oh, there he goes again, doing that thing. So that's, uh, he probably wanted to avoid that big stigma that is a defecting person and decide to leave, uh, decide to remain in the party. Right. It's just, it feels like though he seems like more of a people's party kind of guy, (laughs) just the way (laughs) that the dynamics are going. Uh, In terms of what role he plays, what kind of ambitions he may have politically, what kind of political moves do you think he's going to make? Of course, he still has ambition to be a president. So he's going to uh, try to mobilize non-pro no and non-pro moon people in the MPK. Uh, and now see, you see a lot, number of the presidential hopefuls from the non-pro, no, and non-pro moon faction, but no one is really spectacular, I would say, or heavyweight politicians. But Son is different. He is probably, you know, the most pro, uh, heavyweight politician among them. So he hmm. probably will try to mobilize those people. Yeah, it's a crowded field if you look mm-hmm. at the opposition side. If you see the People's Party uh, mm-hmm. candidate like An Cheol Su or even the uh, uh, Seoul Mayor Park Won Soon, mm-hmm. um, they're all all and these Ani compelling figures. Ahee yeah. Jung, and so how it's going to play out, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, speaking of the politicians, the 20th National Assembly did kick off their first regular session. That's going to run through uh, the end of this year. We had the big speeches. This is a tradition of the uh, major parties. This time, three major political parties. Uh, what what was your overview look at the uh, speeches that were given? Well, basically, Mr. Lee jong the Senior Party leader, he was asking for help. So uh, to finish safely the President Park's term, uh, I was kind of sad because National <laughs> Assembly is supposed to be, you know, like, you know, check and balance the executive branch. But he's asking, asking, oh, you know, please help our president. So anyway, so that was yeah, his that was speech. Weird. Yeah. yeah, and Ms. Chumie, um, she emphasized the pocket economy. And she said, well, also criticized the government. It's not doing really well, and there's no control of power, and then it's really emergency in, the, in terms of economy. Uh, and then, well, the MPK, she promised the MPK will do the best, but we'll see. And Mr. Park Ji-won, the People's Party, he was probably the one most ferociously criticized the government. Uh, he said the president is the origin of the, all the problems, and then, you know, the president is the only one person who can solve out all the problems. 
Um, and also, the Mr. Park was the only one person who mentioned about Mr. Wu Byung-ho. And uh, he criticized that. And also, they also mentioned the thought, but um, they all have different opinions. Uh, and But overall, I thought um, it was really interesting to hear because they have only one thing in common, which is um, they were apologizing to each uh, very different groups. Mr. Lee Jong-hyun, he apolog- apologized for those who were living in the Honam and for kind of leaving them behind. And Ms. Chumiye, she apologized those who were victims of Sewol Ferry and victims of humidifier, cleaner, and all those victims under that, this government. And Mr. Park Ji-won, he apologized for those uh, disabled people because they didn't have any of them on the peer list. So it shows that which uh, group of electors they are targeting uh, for the next presidential election. So it was quite interesting to see that. Yeah, and the dynamics of how they crafted those mm-hmm. speeches are telling in the sense that uh, you p- started out right away with the Jung Hyun kind of coming out with this, please help our president. And she, he is really one of the most loyal aides yeah. to the president uh, for, for quite a while. And so, of course, he would say that. But it's interesting because it's not from a position of strength because this ruling party is no longer the majority <laughs> party. And so yeah. he knows that there's really nothing that can be done unless mm-hmm. he kind of appeals to, I suppose, a sense of duty or patriotism that we've got to help this final kind of few yeah. months of the, the government here. Uh, the opposition, of course, positioning themselves for 2017. Saying, oh, my gosh, let's help the uh, economy, the poor people. And then, of course, the, uh, the People's Party with that more hawkish view on the current government. Uh, the big thing with um, the uh, National Assembly Speaker <laughs> and yeah, <you> know. <laughs> how he's got to go because of some uh, partisan comments he was deemed to have made. Um, do you think these guys are going to be able to work out any of these differences? No. I mean, <laughs> it, it never worked out. And then, you know, the, her presidential election is just a year away. And you should be this, as distinctive as possible and as, you know, so vicious as possible to each other. So I don't really think so. Right. And there's no incentive to pass anything major no. that's going to be deemed to be helpful, helpful to this current government right now mm-hmm. in terms of pure selfish political reasons. And on the flip side, there's no, I suppose, incentive to try and kind of soften your uh, mm-hmm. tone on some of these harsh, more pop policy <laughs> measures. Uh, we got time for our final story. It's going to be some uh, international relations uh, aspects of things here. We got the Laos meeting that took place between Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and President Park Geun-hye. Uh, I'm almost tired of hearing about this future-oriented relationship that Japan and <laughs> Korea always has to go through. Uh, they are still wrangling over the uh, details of the mm-hmm. agreement made over wartime sexual slavery. Um, do you think that that is one of the main, it will continue to be one of the main impediments to improving ties? Uh, I'm not really sure if they really agreed with uh, removing the statue because it's not confirmed and the Blue House didn't confirm it. Uh, but it's reported that Abe asked for it. And I don't know. I mean, what is real, really the truth in the agreement? Uh, but it's going to be really hard for the government to remove it right now. And then and that's why they are putting um, responsibility to NGOs because they say, well, we didn't build it, so it's NGOs' job to remove it. Um, but... Even though those uh, the people say, well, okay, it's a done deal, so we have to accept it. But about the removing the statue, uh, more than 70% of Koreans, and um, they oppose to it. 
even those who support President Park, uh, like in those who are in the uh, 60s and over, 58%, according to the Gallup poll, they are opposed to removing it. So it's going to have a really strong and heavy big backfire uh, for the government. So it's going to be really hard for it um, to remove it. Um, and I think that's probably why Japan why you transfer the money so quickly and shiftly. But I don't know. I mean, until I find out the, what the truth about yeah. the agreement, I cannot really say it. But it's going to be a very difficult job for the government to do. I mean, there are people who don't even like the agreement as it stands anyways, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of the, the, the comfort woman statue because right. of the fact that uh, the, the, the way the money is being doled out, mm-hmm. the where, who it's from, and, and the actual uh, sincerity of the apology. And so it's a difficult issue. And of course, the Park Administration has had a very difficult time uh, with the entire uh, way of how they've approached this issue. But I guess that's being overshadowed right now. We've got the fifth nuclear test. Uh, there is a mm-hmm. supposedly uh, proposal about a trilateral mm-hmm. uh, talk to try and get China to work more uh, closely and try to pressure North Korea. Um, what, what do you think about that? Well, I think I think um, just the United States and Japan and Korea do not really have um, any power to do, uh, put China to anything. But it's only North Korea to, uh, which make um, the China's uh, um, a nerve. But mm-hmm. um, well, it seems that uh, the, the the relations between us, Korea and Japan is getting better, and the Korea decide to uh, deploy that in the Korean Peninsula. So everything uh, go- right now going on is not really the situation China wanted to see, and it seems that U.S. particularly wanted to. Um, you know, put a period about uh, the Korea, the U.S. and Japan alliance, and also put the more pressure on China to do something, or even just you know, control or check China. Um, but we have to see. It's only uh, North Korea, as I said. I mean, it's, uh, so I think China is now the strongest criticized the, the fifth nuclear test, but just in, yeah, yeah, today. They've got to be upset. They've lost a lot of leverage now with exactly. their sad uh, opposition in, in terms right. of the international uh, view of things. Well, but this fifth nuclear test probably helped the government. Sure. Yeah. Especially uh, if you look at the domestic news coverage, yeah. I know everything is uh, focused on this. Now, with President Park, and I know there are people who will say criticize her for a lot of mm-hmm. different things and how she's uh, mishandled a lot of uh, issues re- related to uh, governing the country. But if you compare with the Republican national uh, mm-hmm. candidate for presidency in the United States, Donald Trump, at least when President Park goes and meets foreign leaders. She she seems like someone who is a foreign leader for the most part. Now, what do you make of all this flurry of summits that she's done with Russia, United States, China, and Japan? But really, do you want the Donald Trump? It's a reference? low bar. I know, I know it's a low bar. but <laughs> uh, I don't know. The media is praising uh, that uh, what she has done. But just think about it. The United States, we have an outgoing president. So he's not going to be there next year. And Japan, we just talked about it, and then I'm not really sure what the agreement has. And Russia and China, uh, the urgent issue is that, definitely. And both countries are flat no to that. And President Park tried to persuade them in saying that, well, as long as North Korea has a nuclear uh, weapons and there's a nuclear threat, uh, then that is inevitable. So please understand us. But I don't really think neither of them actually understood that, um, Putin. President Putin didn't say anything about uh, that directly. Um, but in, we just suspected that implicitly he demonstrated he said no to that. And of course, the President Xi Jinping, we know that he just 
you know, we heard enough. He just flat note that and to uh, Obama, uh, President Obama and to President Park. So I'm not really sure what the really mm. the the result we can grasp for. Well, you know. Tough, but you're holding her to a higher standard than I suppose a guy who goes to Mexico and looks president. like he's reading a hostage letter with the Mexican <laughs> president. So, uh, yes, uh, higher standards obviously should be expected of our leaders. As always, thank you so much for the wonderful analysis, Dr. Kim, and we hope you have a great weekend. You too, Henry.